Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I'm talking with Sigrid, and uh, the one named Sigrid, and Sigrid has uh, award-winning business coach, best-selling author, international speaker, and host of the Sigrid Show podcast, and uh, she is a leading business mentor for online mentors in Europe. Is that correct? Yeah, for female online entrepreneurs in Europe. Correct. And uh, I'm looking for uh, looking forward to hear how she works with people and what things she emphasizes. She's uh, been featured in Forbes, Times, all kind of uh, uh, leading media publications in Europe. And 2022, she was accepted into the Hall of Fame of Ernst and Young's Entrepreneur of Year Award in Switzerland. And in 2021, she won just about all of the German business awards. It looks like Hero of the Year, Entrepreneur of the Year, Solo Entrepreneur of the Year, Manager of the Year, and Sales Achievement of the Year. And so congratulations on that. That's a lot to say and repeat every time you get introduced. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. <laughs> it's great to have some... Uh, some acknowledgement on your successes by third, you know, third party people. And uh, so you got it. So congratulations. And uh, what are you most proud of on your achievements? I, if I look back, I am most proud of making a very important phone call about 18 years ago. Oh. Yeah, phone call. <laughs> because it changed the course of my life. Yeah. It is often a very small thing that has a huge impact. And I, I track all my work today back to this one decision I took 18 years ago. And uh, are you going to let us guess? or? Yes. <laughs> so I uh, studied architecture in Germany. Oh, yeah. So did Originally. I. So did I. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm meeting so many architects that are not architects anymore. Yeah. There, there must be something around that, uh, you know, uh, profession. Yeah. So I studied architecture in Germany. I'm originally from Iceland. And uh, towards the end of my studies, I realized oh, I didn't really want to be an architect. So I moved into computer science. And then I moved back to Iceland and started to work in software companies. And uh, realized, uh, well, I got to have a computer science degree as well. So I started that on the side. I, it hit me in the dot-com era to lose my job. And that's when I did a business planning course. That was my first touch point with business. And I was able to land a job in a small website company with my business plan. I didn't dare to start a company back then. That was 2002. Uh, I was a bit scared still of the risk and everything. Uh, and, but it landed me a job. I'm in this job. I'm loving it. It's a small company. And I'm very quickly selling the software that they're creating 
talking to all the clients, doing project management and usability studies and involved in anything. One day, the company sold. I come to the office on a Friday morning and we read it in the news that uh, an entrepreneur, a business owner, a little bit like a business mogul, really, yeah. he sold his 15 companies, left Iceland, moved to the UK, uh, and we were just one of these 15 companies. We were the smallest company. And so nobody talked to us. Nobody told us anything. We just read it on the news that we had been sold. Now, I was just the project manager. and uh, But I got this crazy idea. I could become the next CEO. And I pushed the idea away, but it didn't go away. It just came back to me. It came back to me. And then I started to ask around asked my parents I asked my, my sister was working at the same company she was in charge of the programmers I was doing sales and project management and I told I asked her what do you think if I go for this job she said yeah go for it but you know I did not have business education I did not have any experience running a business I don't know how I got this crazy idea but I felt this was the small company I felt I could do it I really felt I could do it so uh, after some research, I figured out who had bought the company and I called up and asked, uh, what do I need to do to be considered? And they told me to write a memo, two-page memo, what's the status of the company, what vision do you have for the company? I could use the business plan course experience from right. the two years earlier. And I wrote kind of a mini business plan. With the limited information I had, I had no access to the accounting or the books or anything, but I knew all the clients. I knew all the projects. I knew our go-to-market strategy, everything. I wrote this down and then sent it off. And weeks pass and nobody reaches out to me. And I think, oh, well, they have someone else in mind or nobody's reading it. And I take one day off from work to study for one of the exams because I was doing computer science on the side. And then my sister calls me and says, the owner of the company is here and you are not here. And I'm like, oh, this was the worst day to take off. You know, I was there to present myself. And I thought to myself, this is it. I have to figure out how I get a hold of this new owner. And uh, so I did some research. Of course, I didn't study anymore for this test. Uh, I found out he owned a company that was importing groceries, you know, totally different field. I call up the company and said, I need to get a hold of this guy. And they're like, we are not going to give you his mobile number. He's a busy man. We don't give his number out. And I'm like, it's really urgent. I'm running, you know, I'm working in one of the companies he just bought, blah, 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 blah. Made up some story. They give him, give me his mobile phone number. And that's where I'm just looking at my phone. I remember this so much. I was like, this is it. Do I call or do I not call? So this is the phone call. This is the phone call. And I called, you know, after some hesitation and rattling in my head, like, this is it. Like, either I call now or not at all. I, I felt this was a life-changing phone call. And I called up. The guy picks up. He said, yeah, your memo. I have it. Da -da -da -da. We should meet up. He meets me in a coffee place half an hour later with his lawyer. And I'm like, what? They grill me, ask me all sorts of questions. I cannot answer half of the questions. To make a long story as short as possible, three weeks later, I was hired 
the CEO of the company. Uh, turns out the company had been losing money for seven years. I turned it around in 11 months. I was promoted to run another company that needed a turnaround. Uh, these, I worked for this man, this venture capitalist for about three years. He was my best business mentor. He taught me really how to run a business. It was better than any MBA. I did. He paid for my MBA when I asked for it later on. I said, I think I need a bonus. Please pay for my MBA. And he did. Uh, but it was... Now I have my own business. I wouldn't have my own business today if I hadn't made that phone call. Wow. And uh, how old were you at this time? How? How old? 34. You were 34. And how long out of architecture, you know, in school and everything? Was it like 10 years or 12 years, something like that? Only five years. I was an architect. I hadn't completed my computer science degree and I had no business education. He was making a very big bet to hire me. Yeah. But it paid up for both of us. Now, how did you, uh, 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 there's a lot of things. What would you say is behind that? That uh, Why didn't you like architecture? Why did you say, I'm not going to stay in architecture? How did you get in architecture? And then why did you leave architecture? Uh, when I was six years old, uh, I already started to think about what should I do? <laughs> you know, I, I took it very seriously to become it's a grown six up. Years old. It's yes. six years old. Six years old. I asked myself, what do I want to be when I grow up? And, uh, wow. we had to write the story in school and send it into the radio station. There was only one radio station back in Iceland back then. and my story was read on national radio when I was six years old. It was about a cat. I don't like cats, but it doesn't matter. That's besides the point. I was so inspired by the fact that my story was read that I decided to become an author when I was six years old. Now, everyone told me, all the grown-ups, you cannot live from being an author. And that is true. Back in the days when I was growing up, living in Iceland, you couldn't live from it. So I started to think in my head, I needed to have a plan. I really liked school. I loved my teachers. So when I was eight years old, I had a plan. I was going to be a teacher. They get four months off in the summer, and then I would write books in the summer. So I had a master plan when I was eight years old for my life. Wow. But then yeah. when I was 11, the teachers went on strike. And then I asked my teacher, why are you going on strike? And he said, because they pay us too little. And I'm like, well, then I don't want to be a teacher. Right. <laughs> and I thought, what do I like to do? And I love drawing. And I started to design blueprints for all my classmates. I still have those today. I have a little folder with uh, plans, blueprints. And everyone in my class got their house, their dream house. Uh, my best friend, she was into horses, so I designed a little, you know, she had her house and the, ho and the stable for the horses was right next. And everyone had a swimming pool, of course. Ah. Most houses in Iceland don't have a swimming pool, but this was the dream house. I was making up what would be the dream house for, the, for my classmates. So 11 years old, the same year I'm doing these drawings, we go on holiday in south of Germany. And uh, I liked it so much, this holiday 
that, and I knew you couldn't study architecture in Iceland. So I remember this distinctly. I was on the square, one of the squares in Freiburg, Germany, that's like close to the Black Forest. And I said to myself, I'm coming back here to study architecture. Wow. And And nine years later, I moved to that city. Really? Yes. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compressed them into a free webinar. That's right. It's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million dollar earners, register now at widelonwinning.com. You'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. Yeah, and uh, uh, let's see, at six years old, I was, I have no idea what I was doing at six years old, but I wasn't thinking about my future. And so, uh, I don't know if this is a smart thing to do, but somehow my brain functioned this way. (laughs) That that's interesting. Now, when you got so, but you're still up to 34 before you got in a leadership role. Did you see your, you know, obviously you saw yourself doing something where you were running things right from the beginning. You were always looking for things. You're always, uh, it seems like you were always thinking of yourself as in charge and operating that way, whether yeah. you, you know, where you had the authority. That's, that's or interesting. Not. That's interesting yeah. that you say that because I didn't always see it myself. Right. But if I look back now and kind of analyze my life, yes, uh, I always was a leader, even as a child, like I had a group of friends and I would plan things for us. Uh, I'm an Aries, if anyone believes in the horoscope. Uh, I like to take charge of things. And I've yeah. always been in communities also, you know, clubs and stuff. I will always kind of, I cannot attend the club meeting <laughs> without uh, raising my hand and saying something. And within moments, I'm suddenly on the board. And so sometimes when I go somewhere, my husband will tell me, please do not volunteer for something. <laughs> <laughs> please. Please, you got enough. enough on your plate. Yeah. Uh, now, the other interesting thing I noticed in your bio is you, you uh, do you live in uh, Reykjavik some of the year now? Yes, I, I live 50% in Zurich, Switzerland and 50% in Reykjavik, Iceland. I, I find that very interesting. I live 50% in Florida and 50% in Aspen, Colorado. <laughs> but I wouldn't think of, I, I would see Switzerland but Reykjavik, uh, Iceland, I've never been there, but I'm sure it's lovely. And it's uh, lovely, it's a little bit cold, but lovely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, uh, it doesn't matter what part of the year you're there, it's going to be cold, I guess. But, uh, yeah, how did you get your own business now? Where did you learn, uh, uh, where did you really learn business and from being in charge where you have to pay the bills and, and those kind of things? Well, I got this job 18 years ago, and uh, I had this great mentor, basically my boss, who uh, kind of 
showed me the ropes. Uh, but a lot of it was also from the fact that actually my parents had their own business. They had a small dry cleaning business. And so I worked there all summers from the age of 10 to 23. Uh Yeah. And I did every job there, whether it was cleaning the machine or ironing or pressing pants or seeing if there's spots on the clothes. The only job I would say I didn't do, or only two jobs I didn't do. I didn't uh, put chemicals to take spots away. My parents were very clear that a child should not be doing that. And then, of course, uh, you know, they counting the books. You know, I was not doing anything like that. But I would serve the customers. And I remember I was so insulted when I was 13 years old. And they, I was, like, in the front, like, okay, what's your ticket? Can I talk to a grown-up, please? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm already working here three years. <laughs> yeah. So I do think, to me, business is, in a way, common sense. But it does not, if, of course, it helps if you come from an entrepreneurial family, which I do. Uh, And then uh, the hands-on learning I did there, you know, uh, what my mentor told me to do. But I still felt I needed more. So when I had worked for him for uh, two, three years, I I asked him to pay for an MBA. So I I went to London and went every second weekend, I flew to London and did an executive MBA at London Business School. So that's where I learned the corporate side where it's more complex, but I prefer small businesses. I'm really a small business person. I don't want, you know, I've had, I've had 75 employees, but I like having 10, 20 is really my, my sweet spot for a business. I like to know everyone really well and, you know, be like a family together. And so when it came to starting my own business, I think it was more fear to actually just going for it or, or this idea of, I need such a great business idea. Like it needs to be so amazing. Uh, and I was always looking for this business idea and I didn't see it. And suddenly, uh, you know, uh, nine years ago, uh, I, I had lost my job twice. I had moved to Switzerland and my husband is Swiss British and, uh, I got sick and couldn't work for seven months. And so I found myself like, I do not really want to work for anyone else anymore. I had been running other people's businesses for 10 years already. I had done startups and mergers and fast growth. And I knew it was time. And after running around in my head, like, what's the business idea? What's the business idea? I was like, business coaching is the obvious one. I don't need to develop any products or sell any products. I just, you know, I can coach people, but I, in a scalable way, you know, so I create programs and courses and then I have other people actually run them. And so uh, where, where in the process we were talking earlier uh, and you said you listened to some of the, uh, the guests we'd had on here, you talked about Dennis, you, and where did you meet him? Where along the, the business highway did you meet Dennis? Yeah. So I started my business nine years ago. And in the beginning, uh, you know, you're just trying to basically make money. And uh, But I realized networking and meeting people in person was really important. Even if you have an online business, you need to meet people in person. That's where true connections are made. And uh, I started to look around where there would be good conferences. And I always look towards the U.S. Most of my business mentors, masterminds, conferences 
that I've attended have been in the U.S. And I discovered a conference called Social Media Marketing World. And so I went in uh, February, March 2015 for the first time. And then six years in a row, I went there. And I met amazing people like Dennis and many others. And uh, I was bold enough to also, after a speaker would speak, I often went up to them and thanked them and would, you know, find, try to find a connection. Now, I, I'm not the one to run after every speaker, but if I saw there was some connection, some question I could ask, something I made a point of doing that. And that's how I connected with Dennis. You know, uh, he is uh, truly amazing at what he does. Uh, and I met so many other people. And I only saw truly the benefit of doing this when I started my podcast in 2017, I had three years of attending this conference, this specific conference, and I could just go through the list of all the speakers and say, want to come on my podcast? Want to come on my podcast? And nobody said no to me. I think one person was thinking of saying no. And I'm like, uh, I'm attending your event next month. You know, like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so I had all these amazing people on my podcast because of the connections I had made by just attending conferences. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealanwinning.com. Thanks for listening.